We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, February the 12th, 2021. Today's show, I break down tomorrow's game. South Carolina looking to bounce back, break their losing streak as they take on the Ole Miss Rebels at Colonial Life Arena. We'll talk about the game, break down the Rebels, talk top storylines, Ole Miss players to watch for, keys to the game. I'll give my prediction much, much more from there as well. Also, we do have some news and notes to get into regarding Gamecocks baseball, the coaches poll coming out for the SEC season as we sit now just a week away from opening day, folks. we got a lot to get into here on a Friday. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company, by the way. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They are founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys to a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, you can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group, and of course, if you have any further questions, go to their website today, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's Upstate statemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Chris Phillips shows the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Friday as I sit here in Orlando, Florida, sunny Orlando, Florida, not to rub it into you guys, but hey, podcast rolls on. We got a lot to get into, obviously, a somewhat game day edition, if you will. Gamecocks take on the old Miss Rebels on the hardwood tomorrow, but hey, 
I'm sitting here in Orlando. The show goes on. Things are great. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, excited to chat with you guys. Again, we sit here just a week away from opening day. That's one of the great reasons. That's one of the reasons why I'm really glad I was able to get this family vacation in because, as you guys know, the next three and a half, four months or so for me going to be locked in on the baseball field. Basically, Founders Park is going to be my second home, really my main home, actually, um, for the next couple of months. But, guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. got a lot to get into. Uh, quick reminder, if you're unaware, did not know the schedule, like I just said, um, I am in Orlando, Florida with the family, getting another family vacation in, like I said, before baseball season gets rolling. Um, so no Daily Crow, obviously, yesterday, today, or Monday podcast as you're hearing will go on as normal we got a great interview also lined up for monday tuesday we'll have our full season preview show for gamecock baseball and then next weekend hey we're rolling into opening day and we're getting things going but hey right now we're talking south carolina basketball because this basketball season as much as some of you may wish it was it's not over yet let's dive into that south Carolina taking on the old miss rebels in columbia colonial life arena tomorrow night six o'clock tip on the SEC Network, Ole Miss 11-8 and eight right now, 6-6 six and six in the conference. Their head coach is Kermit Davis. Um, and when you take a look at Ole Miss as a team, not, not a very high-powered offensive team, if you will, um, shooting, you know, 69.7 points per game. They hold their opponents to 63.2 points per game. That's really where they stand out, I think, is the defensive end of the floor. But, uh, you know, but overall, not a juggernaut offensively. And I know South Carolina has faced a mix of those type of teams with the last couple of games. But South Carolina should, I think, be able to hold their own on the defensive side of things. Uh, Ole Miss shooting 45% with the field, but just 29% from three. So they struggle on the outside, but do their hold their opponents to 42% from the field. But listen to this, guys. 37% from three-point range. So you'd think South Carolina, its shooters with the guards, should be able to have some success on the outside. So you would think, so you would think they're going to be able to have some success. We'll see if they can actually do that. Let's go ahead and, guys, move into the top storylines here. And I want to start with this. You know, like I said, I, I do not question this team's toughness or their tenacity or their character. But I think this really is a question after a heartbreaking loss on Tuesday. I think it's something you have to ask yourself. And the question to me for this team is this, just how much gas is there left in the tank? I, I know this has been an extremely long season. Hey, for fans it has been, but you think about the players, the coaches, everyone involved with Gamecock basketball. This has been a really tough season. This has been a really long season. And when you suffer a loss like you did to Alabama, where it comes down to the wire, was heartbreaking, was gut-wrenching. I mean, we all know. I mean, you guys heard me on the uh, the Wednesday show. You know, that game hit me a lot harder than I expected. You know, I, I just wonder what the overall morale and what type of bounce back we will see from Gamecock basketball. Again, this is not me questioning their toughness. This is not quite me questioning their character. Um, I, you know, I think they'll show up and play hard. But again, you, you have to think realistically, because I, I think one of two things is going to happen here. And again, you, the spread hasn't come out yet, which I'll be, as I'm recording this, has not come out yet. I'll be very curious to see what the spread will be in this game. Because again, as you look at this game, again, Ole Miss 11 and 8, 6 and 6 overall in the conference. I will say this, though, coming off of a very big win on Wednesday against the 10th ranked Missouri Tigers, in which they beat Missouri by 20 points. So, you know, who knows? But I think this is a fairly evenly matched game. But I really feel like in this one, You've had a couple of losses in a row, most notably, most recently, the tough Alabama loss. You can't let there be a hangover and let that one beat you again. 
And, you know, we see it in other sports, obviously. We see it a lot in football when a team comes off an emotional game, win or loss, and they look flat the following performance. I just wonder, how much does this team have left? Like I said, how much gas is there left in the tank with this crew? How much gas is left in the tank with, it, with this group of guys? Because, again, I, I know this season's taken a toll on them. I know this season's been tough. It's been tough for fans, too. And, again, I can't even imagine how tough it's been for them. So, how much gas is there left in the tank? What does South Carolina use as their rallying point? What does South Carolina use as their battle cry to keep this thing together, to, to keep everyone on board and on the same page and, and can just continuing to fight? Because there's a lot of turmoil right now in your program. Again, you can throw all the excuses out there, COVID this, COVID that, which is you know, totally fair for early in the season, I would say. But right now, I mean, th there's just a lot of turmoil. You know, you'd think coming off a three-point loss to Alabama, the 11th-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, things would have backed off a bit. You know, the fans would have been, oh, okay, you know, we lost by three to Bama. You know, we played a good game. No, not at all. I, I was actually kind of surprised in that regard. And I understand you had an opportunity to win the game late, and you had some stuff happen, and you missed free throws. And, you know, you missed opportunities to, to steal a win there. But, you know, I was pretty surprised at, at the reaction and how fans were, you know, didn't let off at all. But again, back to these players, again, I just wonder how much gas is there left in the tank? How much does this team have left to give? You know, what, again, what is the rallying cry? Again, I, don't, I do not question this team's character. I don't question their toughness. I don't question their resiliency. I think the, the culture that Frank Martin has built is a good one. But just realistically, you know, what does this team have left? What does this team have left to give? Another big storyline for me. Jermaine Kuznard, are you there? Is, is Jermaine Kuznard still on the basketball team? Yes or no? I mean, it's been pitiful. There's just no other way to put it. I, I like Kuznard a lot. I really, really do. I like Jermaine Kuznard as a basketball player. Had the most memorable shot of last season with that buzzer beater against Kentucky. A guy we had extremely high expectations for. Was a preseason all-conference guy. And to say that he has underachieved this year, underperformed, is an insult to the word underachiever, underperform. I mean, a guy that had two points against Alabama. I don't even remember the last time he had double-digit points. And I'm not trying to pile on the guy. I'm not trying to, you know, bully the kid or pile on the kid, whatever. And, you know, Frank Martin said he was having confidence issues, which I, I have my opinions on that and Frank Martin's coaching style and that, how that may have affected that. But either way, all of it aside, like Jermaine Kuznar, what is going on? It's, it's just going to be very tough on this Gamecocks basketball team to win any games without Jermaine Kuznar. Like, he's one of your guys. He's one of your dudes. He's one of your dudes. This team runs through its guards. It runs through A.J. Lawson. It runs through Justin Minaya, and damn it, it runs through Jermaine Kuznar. Where is Jermaine Kuznar at? Where has he been? Is this the game he finally comes out of his shell? South Carolina needs him, and they need him badly. Another top storyline, and again, this one is not going to excite South Carolina fans at all, but Ole Miss, I mean, are they hitting their stride right now? You know, you take a look at Ole Miss, like I said, coming off that huge win over the 10th-ranked Missouri Tigers where they took Missouri guys to the woodshed. I mean, beat them by 20 points. And again, like I said, that's the 10th-ranked team in the country. Ole Miss, they won three in a row. Beat Tennessee at home, who was ranked 10th at the time. Went on the road to Auburn, beat them in overtime, and now beat Missouri at home. That's a hot team coming in. This is a hot team coming in. Has Ole Miss hit their stride as a basketball team? You know, they've got a guy on their roster 
that's been somewhat of a talk of the SEC and Devontae Shuler, who we're going to talk about more in just a sec. But again, it's just bad. It's more bad news for the Gamecocks. You know, it, it, it doesn't let up. You know what I mean? This schedule, this schedule doesn't let up for you. Ole Miss hitting their stride, though. What type of Ole Miss team do we see? Is Ole Miss due for a letdown type of game? Is Ole Miss going to be feeling themselves a little bit after beating a Missouri team? You know what I mean? Like, that, that's, you know, I talk about South Carolina and the, the possibilities of a hangover after that tough loss, that emotional loss. Hey, same thing could happen to Ole Miss. Same thing could happen to Ole Miss with, you know, a big win like that. So, we'll see what happens if they show up. And then my final storyline is this. Seventh Woods, tip of the cap, kudos. Is he becoming a weapon for South Carolina basketball? Who'd have thought we'd be saying that just a, f- a couple weeks ago? Even like a week ago. Who'd have thought we'd be saying that? Is Seventh Woods becoming a weapon? You know, I had somebody text me on, uh, on, on I think it was Wednesday, maybe Tuesday night, after the Bama game, though. I had somebody text me and say, man, you know what's crazy? I didn't think I'd be saying this. I hope Seventh Woods comes back next year. <laughs> didn't think I'd be saying that a couple weeks ago. And it is crazy. Like, I, the kid's found his game. Give him credit. He has found his game a little bit. What we're seeing is the seventh woods I kind of thought we'd see. Again, is he doing anything crazy? No, not particularly. He's not going off for 25 points or anything. But he's solid. He's giving you eight, ten points. Getting some tough rebounds for you. Facilitating the basketball. I think he's doing a good job, personally. So seventh Woods, you know, can you know, especially with the struggles of Jermaine Kuznar, can seventh Woods kind of fill in and step up and be that that other dude outside of Lawson and you know sometimes Manaya and and Keyshawn Bryant and those guys? Can seventh Woods be that other guy? All right, let's move into Old Miss Rebels players to watch for. I just mentioned him, Devonte Schuler, been a guy who's been a talk of the SEC somewhat. Uh, Fifteen point five points per game for the Rebels which leads their team, by the way, shoots 35% from three-point range. You take a look at his stats game by game. Um, it goes like this, 15 against Missouri, 26 against Auburn, 15 against Tennessee, 11 against Georgia, 19 against Arkansas, 17 against A&M, 22 against Mississippi State. You guys get the ID. He's been pretty good in conference play. Uh, Devontae Shuler, a dude, the guard on the outside, senior from Irmo, South Carolina, by the way. That's the big storyline with him, a local product. You know he's going to be fired up, motivated to play in this one. Went to Oak Hill Academy, 6'2", 185. Can South Carolina limit him, the Irmo product? Like I said, that's got to be crazy for him coming back home and, and playing probably, what, just maybe 20 minutes from where he went to high school? So uh, another player to watch for, Luis Rodriguez, 6.5 rebounds per game. That leads their team. Uh, Luis, a guard or forward, if you will, six foot six, two ten, sophomore out of Los Angeles, California. Really, really good player, really physical player down low. And then Romello White. Six foot eight, extremely long. He's second on their team in rebounds. Really, really long. A really, really good player for this Ole Miss team. And again, definitely a, cr- a, a crop of players for Gamecock fans to keep a close eye on. Let's move into keys to the game, guys. What does South Carolina need to do to get a W in this one? And like I told you guys, it's funny. Making keys to the game for basketball is nowhere near as easy as it is for football. And the reason is this, because this team – is so inconsistent, it's so erratic, it's so up and down that I'm like, one game my key is this, the next game I have a key that's this because this team has just done different things. So you're like, okay, like this team almost has more problems that can be fixed. But my first key to the game is this. You know, 
the numbers look as such. 37% from three. That's what Ole Miss gives on the outside. Pull the trigger. That's my first key. Pull the trigger. Shoot the basketball. When you get your shot, shoot it. Play with confidence. Pull the trigger from the outside. You, you, your best opportunity to beat Ole Miss, I think, is at the perimeter. Your, your best opportunity to beat them is on the outside. You've got to get your shooters going, man. You have to. And if you're going to go down, go down swinging. Go down shooting it. Why not? Don't be hesitant. Don't be timid. Yeah, you've lost a few in a row. So what? Pull the trigger. Make it happen. My second key to the game, start fast. I, I think this Gamecocks basketball team needs to get off to a good start. And I know they did against Alabama, and it didn't really mean anything. But I just think coming off of that loss, and you've lost a few in a row, and like I said, morale is is in an interesting place right now. I know within the fan base, it's extremely low. Let's call it for what it is. It's, it's extremely low. I mean, I'm, th- I'm sure there's a lot of you tuned in right now that are like, Chris, I'm not even going to watch the game because I'm just I'm, – I'm out of it. The apathy has set in for me. Well, hopefully this team doesn't feel that way. Getting off to a quick start at home, giving yourself something to feel good about, giving yourself some confidence. You know, if you can get your shooters going from the outside, if you can get them some, them some early confidence, I think that could spell a successful night at the CLA. But you need to start fast. I think you need to start fast in this one. And then my final key to the game is this, because I expect this game to be somewhat close. I do. I expect it to be a close game. I feel like it's pretty much a toss-up. I know Ole Miss has hit their stride. But if if you are going to win this game, (laughs) my final key to the game is this, and it's so simple. God, hit your free throws, man. You you just – probably I'm I'm probably wasting my breath saying that. I'm probably wasting my breath saying that to hit your free throws. But, guys, it's a free throw. It has to be made. It it has to be made. You know, it just – there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't understand how Division I college basketball players can shoot free throws as poorly as we do. I just genuinely don't get it because you think to yourself, that's got to be a lack of focus issue. That's not a physical issue. These guys can all shoot. These guys can all shoot a basketball. It's a mental issue. It's a mental block. It is a lack of focus. I I just, and, and I'm not putting it on Frank Martin really, because I mean, do you really think they don't practice free throws? You don't, do you really think it doesn't frustrate Frank Martin? It has to, right? I mean, there's just no way. You can be a coach of the caliber of Frank Martin and it not frustrate you. So you got to hit free throws, man. So again, my three keys to the game, pull the trigger, start fast, hit free throws. And with that, we jump in the prediction. You know, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <sighs> you know, guys, I, I, I really want to believe that this South Carolina team is going to come out at home and a couple of tough losses. And Ole Miss, like I said, Yes, they've hit their stride. I don't, I don't look at them as world beaters, though. Um, I think you have an opportunity to beat them on the outside, win on the perimeter, all that good stuff. And I want to believe South Carolina will dig deep, you know, find a way to play their best basketball and win the game. I want to believe that. That's the key. I want to. What do I actually think is going to happen? I, I mean, I don't even know if apathy – can do justice anymore for what has set into the Gamecocks fan base. Because, guys, I, I was talking about this on the Daily Crow earlier this week, and it's funny because I see it from a different perspective, obviously, because I'm a content creator. And just to give you guys a little bit of insight and an inside look as to kind of what I see. You know, I, I see content we put out and how it does and, and views and numbers and all that good stuff. And, and things are going swell, by the way. I don't want to make it sound like they're not. But obviously, there's a little bit of a dip when basketball, when football ends and basketball gets going full speed because basketball, as we all know, moves the needle, right? That's, that's, that's not – I'm not telling you guys anything you didn't already know. But 
I see the interactions now and I see the views now and I see the fan reactions now for the basketball stuff and just being in the, you know, we're right in the prime of basketball season. And (laughs) I don't know. It's just, there's, you know, a lot of, I think, again, there's a lot of apathy, a lot of apathy. A lot of fans are just, that probably just won't even watch Saturday. Won't watch tomorrow. And again, that has nothing really to do with the game. But I guess from my point of view, picking the game, it sort of makes it hard for me to be optimistic about, you know, the potential results of this basketball game. You know, I I see two teams trending in two different directions right now. I see a Gamecocks team that's lost a couple in a row. You know, played played well against Alabama. I really think they did. I, I I tipped my cap after the game. I thought they played really, really well. But a team that's lost a few in a row is really guys just finding ways to beat themselves. That, that's really what it seems like for South Carolina, just finding ways to lose. And on the other side, I see an Ole Miss team that has won three in a row, has beaten – a pair of top 10 teams in the last three games, you know, ranked in the top 10 at the point they played them. So I see two teams going in different directions. And, you know, again, Ole Miss gives up 37% from the outside. If you get going on the outside and you can get guys like Lawson, God forbid Kuznard finds it, maybe Seventh Woods, maybe Manaya finds it. If you can get your guys going, your, your, your best players, your shooters, if you can get them going, it could be a successful night. But there's, I just can't bank on that. I, I can't bank on that. I can't depend on that. I don't trust South Carolina basketball right now. And again, I think these are two programs that at least in this season are going complete opposite directions. So listen, I think South Carolina will fight. You know, they'll, they'll be resilient. They'll fight scratch and claw. You know, they'll, they'll play hard. I, I don't question, again, I don't question the effort, the toughness, the character, the culture that Frank Martin has built. But I don't know. This is a team that's just finding ways to lose, and, and I think they'll find ways to lose again on tomorrow night. So, yeah, listen, I've got Ole Miss getting the win. Rebels 76, South Carolina 66. You know, like I said, I just think it's two programs going complete opposite directions, and I, and I hate to say that, but unfortunately at this point, it really more so found, sounds like fans and the overall vibe of Gamecock basketball is, hey, let's just get it over with. And, I, God, I hate that. I hate that so much. Because, you know, I'll sit here and tell you guys, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger baseball guy than basketball guy. I mean, I'll admit that, right? Like, I'm not like a – I don't watch the NBA. I'm not like some crazy diehard basketball fan. But, like, I, I do love Carolina basketball. Like, I want South Carolina basketball to be good. I really, really do. And I especially don't want there to be apathy. And, again, do I think firing Frank Martin right now is the solution? Absolutely not. So, I want to go ahead and get that out there before anybody makes assumptions. No, but it's just, it's an unfortunate spot you're in right now for counter basketball. So again, you know, back to though on the floor, you know, I, I think you're going to need a big game out of your guys down low. Keyshawn Bryant, Levesque, um, Jalen McCreary, you know, you need a guy like J, uh, Jermaine Kuznar to, to break out. You do. You need him to come out of his shell. He's got to help you. But I, I just think, again, this is a South Carolina team that is finding ways to lose game after game. And on the flip side, an Ole Miss program that, again, seems to be hitting its stride, coming off a 20-point win 
over the 10th ranked Missouri Tigers. I mean, they're obviously, Missouri's obviously got some ball players. So give me Ole Miss 76, South Carolina 66. Again, tip off six o'clock at Colonial Life Arena. And like I said, guys, no pregame show, no Daily Crow pregame show. Obviously, I will be, I'm in Orlando. So uh, out of town, I'll be covering the game, be watching the game, be tweeting through the game. I'll have a post game reaction video. We'll have a podcast Monday talking about it, but no pregame show for you guys. I just want to let everybody know that tunes into that. Make sure you know that. So, again, hopefully I ho- – hey, hopefully my jinx will come back around and will work. Uh, it hasn't worked the last two games. I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should pick South Carolina to win. Maybe, I, maybe I've maybe I've X-nayed the jinx so hard I have to go back on the other side. But, no, I, I'm, I'm picking Ole Miss uh, to beat South Carolina 76 to 66. All right, before we wrap up, guys, quick note, quick baseball note really quickly. Um, the SEC coaches poll, if you will, uh, preseason teams and polls came out. Gamecocks baseball picked to finish fourth in the SEC East by the coaches behind Florida, Vandy, and Tennessee. I know Tennessee was the surprising one. I know some people are high on Tennessee. Um, you know, I've seen a mix. D1 baseball, which is really the one that I go by, they had South Carolina pick third. So, you know, I, listen, I wouldn't put too much stock into it. I mean, it's 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 a crapshoot going into the season. Um, you know, the Gamecocks are a preseason top 20 team. You have nothing to worry about, fans. I, I, I'm very excited. Again, you'll hear next week, you'll hear on Tuesday, my full predictions and thoughts on this Gamecocks baseball team. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I, I think this is a really, really good ball club. And, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see where, where the chips fall, if you will. That's why they play the games. But, uh, yeah, anyways, that is the preseason coaches poll. And then the preseason coaches, All-SEC teams, Wes Clark named second team preseason All-SEC. He was the only Gamecock selected. They had him picked in the DH slash utility spot, which, again, is where I think Wes Clark is going to be most of the season in that DH role. Uh, So, again, guys, we sit just one week away from opening day. Depending on when you're listening to this, hey, first pitch will be happening. The white pill will be slinged around Founders Park. It's going to be a great time to be alive, guys. Cannot wait. We finally get baseball back. But in the meantime, again, of course, Gamecocks basketball tomorrow night at CLA. Let's find a way. Let's find a way to pull the boys through. I, you know, I, I will say this to fans. Gamecocks basketball, man, they, they need fans. I think they need the fan support now more than ever. Um, and I'm not saying to blindly support or not be critical. You guys know I'm not saying that. But, um. I, I don't know. It, it's tough for me to tell fans how to act, but let's try to remove some of the apathy. You know what I mean? I mean I'm even talking to myself, you know, because, but of course I'll be watching, I'll be cheering on, but let's, you know, and it comes from on the floor though. I will say that it comes from on the floor. You know, you got to have a product as I've said many, many times because you're starting to lose a little bit of the fan base. Like it's, it's getting harder and harder and harder to tune in and watch and feel like it's just the same old, same old thing going on game after game, after game, after game. Um, but that's where we are right now. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Like I said, I'm just kind of sitting here in the hotel room in Orlando, chilling, hanging out. Um, I'll be at the theme parks all weekend, coming back home on Monday, but full podcast all next week. Really excited for next week, of course, with opening day on Friday. But uh, yeah, other than that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the entire weekend. With that being said, go Cox, beat Ole Miss, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks so much.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.